Hi there. Today on the podcast, I have a special guest, and we are going to talk about how she has disaster-proofed her business. Now, this is such a good topic. It's relevant to every single one of us. There's only a couple of things you need to do to set yourself up. Join me on the inside, and we'll just get to it. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores, where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast-track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So, buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Hey gang, I am back with the amazing, and you'll find out why she's so amazing, Sam Gilhooley, who owns Magnetics. She's the founder of that company. And she has a story that is really going to resonate with so many of you because, well, I'm just going to let you tell it actually, Sam. So let's just start out though, before we we get into the good stuff, let's talk about Magnetics. What do you sell? How long have you been in business? It's just such a cool little business. So let's talk about that. Okay, so I started uh, Magnetics back in 2013, and we sell magnetic therapy products for horses and dogs. And, you know, they, they can be used for a number of reasons, but the main main reasons are injuries and conditions. So, you know, things like arthritis or tendon ligament injuries for horses. And other another way of using it is for performance, so for performance horses and performance dogs. So that's really, you know, the products and what we sell. And, and we've got a, a tight range, which, you know, helps to simplify the business. But, you know, it, it, it's such a lovely business. It's very community based because um, a lot of people that have horses have them on yards and they chat to people. And same with the dogs, you know, when they're competing in agility, there's a community there. And when they've seen such an improvement in their horse or their dog, they love to share that feedback. So there's a lot of social proof um, that goes on with this business. So it really, and I get lots of feedback and lots of customer reviews. So yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. You have uh, some of the best organic engagement I've ever seen. I I still remember when I met you, when you came into uh, my universe and I'm like, oh, look at her engagement. Like people just love this product and and don't have any problem sharing with others the success they've had with it. It's so, so good. But a few years ago, you put some things in place. And this is the part I really want everyone to listen to. Because what I admire about you so much, I admire a lot of things. But what I admire about you since I've met you, which is, I think, four or five years ago now, right? Yeah. We uh, came into each other's universe is that you've always been proactive with your business. And so you've always invested the time and the money to put things, you know, to teach yourself how to grow the business, to put things in place that will make the business easier for you to run. And and I I just feel like you're always thinking ahead rather than thinking about where you are today. So can you just share with everybody what your thoughts are? Like, I know you implemented reliable revenue. You outsourced uh, some of the key functions in your business. Can you just share with everybody kind of why you did that and and what your thinking is when you, like what kind of business were you trying to grow? Let's talk about that. Okay. So when I, when I set it up in 2013, I was still working full-time in my corporate job. 
but I knew I had something. So I made the decision and I bravely handed my notice in in June 2013 and then started running with the business full time. And I always knew I wanted to build brands. That was really important to me was to build my own brand. And um, I decided at that time to just focus on the horse side. The dog side came a few years later. So I Equi Magnetics was born. I trademarked that brand. And, you know, for me, it was about building assets for the future. And it was very clear as well that I wanted to scale the business. I didn't want to be employed in the business as such. I wanted to be a owner of the business and for it to one day run by itself, obviously, with, with the help of, of outsourcing and automating. But that that was the key for me, was to build something that I didn't need to spend all of my time in that business. I always knew I wanted to outsource the manufacturing. I wasn't, I didn't want to make the products myself. Um, they wouldn't look anywhere near as good <laughs> as they do, believe me. <laughs> um, so that was really important to me. And as I grew, I realized that I had to look at outsourcing the warehousing side. And it's really hard, Susan, because it's the it's your baby, you've grown it letting go of something is so difficult and I knew I had to do it this was back in um it was around May June 2017 I started looking at outsourcing the picking and packing side because I knew I couldn't scale if I continued to do that and it was really hard to let go and I remember having to have a conversation with myself and say you know have you have you not made a mistake before Sam have you not sent the wrong product to you know the the wrong customer and I had, and once I'd realised that, you know, I'd made those mistakes too, um, I realised I had to let go of it. And I outsourced the picking and packing, and it was the best thing that I ever did, because then that gave me then more time to focus on the sales and marketing. Yeah, so good. And so every step of the way, you did some of these things before you were really ready. Yes. And that that is a key is even though you don't feel ready do it do it just do it It, and it's really hard to to implement it but you have to do it I think before you're ready I I totally agree with that Susan yeah that's what I noticed about you that you are always thinking about these things before they come I remember when you actually came into my universe and we started talking about you moving to 3PL and how scary it was and then you got all excited because you found one that was uh, close to your house so you could yes <laughs> so you so I could still <laughs> yeah I could still be there and you know send products in easily and yeah yeah <laughs> so good though and so I want everyone just to onboard that that the, the truth is of the matter is is that you never feel ready to do these things but if you really want to Grow a business that, like you said, that is you're not the employee of the business. You're not actually not working for the business. The business is working for you. These things are not negotiable. You're going to have to give up some of this control over, you know, manufacturing and, you know, the fulfillment and down the road even even more than that. But I love that you've always been uh, forward thinking like that. I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about reliable revenue and uh, the time we spent and the time you spent 
implementing it because that has had a major impact on what happened next for you in business. So you, what are the key things that you've implemented from that program that, that are really like nobody gets all of it done all of the time because we all are imperfect, but what are the things that stand out for you that you made a priority of implementing? Okay, so I I joined Reliable Revenue back in October 2018, and I had been in the inner circle um, in October 2017. And I I realised, I looked at the structure of my business and and the way that I'd started my business, building a brand, people didn't know about it. And I was on three, three platforms, basically, my own website, eBay, and Amazon. And before, just before I joined the social sales girls, I actually dropped off eBay and Amazon and and it was 100% sales through my website. And I was doing a little bit of social media. I didn't really understand it, but I was doing some of it and it was working. So I thought, you know, that's great. And I realized that in order to scale, I needed to do things a little bit differently. And I'm always a firm believer of surrounding yourself with people that have already walked that path it's really important and I came you know obviously I'd I'd come across you Susan um the year before and then when you mentioned the reliable revenue program I knew that that was the program for me to take my business to the next level and I I remember I mean I'm quite embarrassed about this now but um when I joined and there was a I remember there was a checklist of things that you needed in place on your website before um, you know, we really got into the course. And I remember two of those things that were there that I didn't have. One was a pop-up on my website and the other one was an abandoned cart series. And I realised that I needed to get those sorted out. I had so much resistance to the pop-up. It was unbelievable. And I didn't want to discount my products. I had a bit of a, an, an issue with discounting, which I've, I've learned to, to um, use strategically now so that I'm, I'm more comfortable discounting on occasions for events um, and sometimes on the mini campaigns but you know I, I did a basically a digital download um, guide for people on the pop-up and I'd also implemented the abandoned cart series but what was clear to me when when I first started Reliable Revenue is that I still had to outsource some of the um, functions in the business for me to concentrate on that program fully and one of them, one of it was, it was customer service, basically. And I was so resistant to doing that because of the relationship that I was building with the customers. And I remember having a call with you, Susan, and uh, I remember you saying to me, do you know any of your customers that might like to do this? And instantly I thought of my very dear friend, Karina, because Karina has been around horses for years and she knows far much more about horses than I do. And I thought, I'm going to ask Karina to help me with the pre-purchase questions because we get a lot of that with this type of product. And immediately she said yes. And Karina came on board just as I started Reliable Revenue in October 2018. And I still kept part of the customer service side. Um, I was using a ticketing system at that time called Freshdesk. And I was just going through the customer service queries. So I felt I was in a good place then to, um, you know, really commit to reliable revenue. And I set the pop-up up, um, which took me quite a lot of time. There was a lot of resistance <laughs> to doing that with the flow and setting all the emails up. But it was, you know, 
the the way that you sort of explained it in terms of having that flow and looking at your recency and frequency of people visiting the website and also with the pre-purchase flow I was doing a lot of in-person events and I remember again you saying to me when somebody comes up to your stand and they know nothing really about your product how do you take them from that stage to actually getting you know them to purchase and basically that's how I set the pre-purchase flow up is to go through those stages of taking a customer on the journey from them knowing very little about your brand and your product and how it's going to work for their animal right to the commitment to purchase and, and that's how I set it up basically and it's the best flow ever <laughs> I absolutely love flows because I'm the queen of automation. I love automation. And if I can automate, I will. will. And flows are great because once you set them up, they just continue to make money for you. Yeah. So you dove in, you made yourself the time, you invested in yourself again. So not only yes. just uh, investing in the program, but also investing in getting someone to help you. And yes. I am a firm believer that the people who buy our products are so good, maybe even better than us, because they know the problem that your product solved for them. So they're so good at these little uh, outsourcing jobs. So that was super smart. You invested the time in getting it set up. You got over yourself, even though you didn't want to pop up. Sadly, none of us want to pop up, but the bottom line is they work. And you created this funnel that you could just flow the other thing that I think you mastered was you actually mastered getting traffic to your site. Yes. So that you could fill that flow. Absolutely. I mean, organic is still the top driver of traffic to the oh, business. Good. And I think that's for a lot of businesses. But where I was doing well um, back in 2018, 2019 was Facebook. You know, I, I didn't have a particularly high ad spend, but I was getting, you know, a return on ad spend of anywhere between. 15 to 23 times you know the craziness absolutely absolutely this yeah and I think a lot of that is because of the type of product that I sell there's a lot of social proof it works for people and they they want to tag their friends in and say look this is what I've tried it's really worked for my horse or dog you know you really want to try this too and you know there's just so much social proof that Facebook really works well for my business yeah so you kind of put yourself in a place where you were scaling your business. Things were going super well for you. You had uh, you had a warehouse that you hadn't had before, so you weren't shipping orders anymore. You had set up a manufacturer offshore that you're still uh, to this day working with and have a great relationship with. You'd helped uh, yourself. You'd helped yourself by getting a customer service person. And then you went to work creating the foundation. I mean, I think that's what reliable revenue is. It's this marketing plan that is a foundation where you can make sure that you're set up to get reliable sales every day of the year and that you actually feel like you're in control. You're driving the bus. And so I remember this process with you. You're so sweet. I always pay attention when you talk. And I I just remember how it felt. But then disaster struck, really. It did. Uh, a month before disaster struck, I had outsourced the last thing that I needed to do. And in hindsight, I didn't obviously know what was coming. 
And that was the, the last part of customer service. So in May 2019, the third-party warehouse that I was using at the time um, also offered customer service. And I thought, great, I am so ready now to let go of the um, tracking orders, yeah. you know, exchanges and returns. Yeah, I'd had enough. I love my customers, but I'd had enough of that side. So I outsourced it and I put all the procedures in place to make that happen. We got all the canned responses in the system and off we went. And I was feeling great. I was like, oh, my word, I've practically outsourced everything. I've automated everything I need to do. This is great because I had built the business up because I wanted freedom. And I wanted to work from anywhere in the world with my laptop. And, you know, everything would run without me. And I just needed to dive in and, and do some of the marketing side. And that was the vision. And it was all going according to plan until June the 9th, 2019. And I was still doing in-person shows, only a few, though. I'd really cut back on them. And I remember it was um, it was a local dog show, dog agility show that I was at. And you know, the weekend had been fine. And it got to about four o'clock on the Sunday and I started packing down and I started feeling dizzy. And I thought, God, this is really strange. You know, um, I didn't quite know what was wrong, but I knew I wasn't safe to drive. So um, thank God it was a local show. I phoned my partner, Rob, and he came and collected me. And I got home that evening. I was still feeling really dizzy. And Rob was going out and I said, don't worry about me. I think it's just a virus. I'll probably just need to sleep it off and I'll get over it. I went to bed and it got to half seven in the evening and I woke up with um, violent vertigo. It was horrendous. The room was unbelievably spinning and swaying. And I knew I had to rush to the bathroom because I felt really sick. And as I was running to the bathroom, I was bouncing off the walls. Um, I was very sick. And then I literally collapsed on the bathroom floor had no idea what was wrong with me, started getting these really strange neurological symptoms in my brain. And it was a very, very scary episode and experience. I managed to get back into bed that evening and uh, woke up the next morning and I was still severely, well, the vertigo was still so severe that I couldn't walk without being sick. I didn't know what had happened, but something very scary had obviously um, happened to me that evening. And six weeks of investigations, I'm based in the UK and we have the National Health Service here. So six weeks of investigations, I was uh, I went to see an ENT consultant. And um, at this point, I was bed bound um, apart from going to medical you know, consultations I had an MRI scan on my brain, didn't show anything out of the ordinary. I'd lost significant hearing in my right ear. I had terrible vestibular issues. And I was just signed off from the ENT specialist. And he just said, you know, I'm very sorry. It looks like you've lost blood supply to your ear. It's very likely you're not going to get your hearing back. And your vestibular issue will resolve if you keep moving around and it will correct itself. So he sent me on my way. And I remember um, getting back in bed and thinking, there's something more sinister going on here. This is not this is not just a, a case of sudden hearing loss. There's something yeah. really serious going on. And um, 
as time progressed, things started to get worse. And my brain, um, I was struggling to function. I had lost a lot of short-term memory. I was still bed-bound. You know, this was like six months later. And um, I couldn't run my business. Between being, you know, that episode in June, and, you know, we've now fast-forwarded to November 2019, I still was unable to run my business. You were in bed every day. Yeah, couldn't function. And it was all neurological. I had severe neurological symptoms that nobody could explain what they were. Um, with the, the little capacity that I did have, I did a little bit of research online. And there's one thing that kept coming up with the symptoms that I had, and that was Lyme disease. So I had a test on the NHS and that came back negative. And unfortunately, it's not a very reliable test, but I didn't know that yeah. at the time. But I was still convinced that I had Lyme because even though I didn't see a tick, I had a very strange looking bite on the back of my left knee but this was like three years previous this was in spring 2016 but I was I mean I've I've always had animals in my life and horses and I was always getting bitten by something so it just looked like a mosquito bite to be honest and I didn't think anything of it but when I started researching and I started putting two and two together and Lyme disease kept coming up and I remember I had a history of a, a, a strange looking bite and um, I thought, I, I think this is what I've got. So then what I did was I, I went to a, a Lyme clinic in the UK. Unfortunately, there's a lot of politics going on with this disease and we do have Lyme clinics in the UK, but They're very limited on what they can do to help you. But anyway, I went to this clinic. They they drew blood and it was sent to America and it was sent to Germany and it came back positive for Lyme disease. So I I knew in my heart that's what I got and I knew that's why I had those symptoms. But I was so poorly. It had attacked my brain, basically. It had attacked my brain and my central nervous system. And I had this in my body for three years without even realising there was something wrong with me. I was running my business. You know, I had a clear path of how I wanted to build it, how I wanted to scale it. Everything was going in my favour. And then within a split second, everything changed for me. And I was very scared. I was very scared I was going to lose this business that I had built up from 2013. And um, there was nothing I could do. I'd lost all executive functioning. I remember I was still hoping that I could go to Crufts, which is a big dog show here in March. And um, I couldn't even fill the form in for the stand. My dad had to do it for me because I couldn't fill a form in. My brain would not work. And basically, my partner, Rob, and my dad, they just made sure that we had the inventory. Um, at the warehouse and everything else was run by systems or automations or you know or or because I'd outsourced yeah a lot of the business that's the only reason why it survived but shockingly throughout this time and I think this whole time before you actually started to get better I still remember when you popped up in my (laughs) inbox And basically, your business still paid you. Yes. 
while you laid in bed trying to figure out how you were going to recover? Absolutely. 17 months. It, it paid me a salary and it also made profit whilst I was lying in bed. I remember looking back at Facebook and we'd spent about $6,000 during that period where I couldn't function on Facebook ads and that generated $75,000 worth of sales. And so you were just sending traffic to your website. Yes. You had learned how to do that. Your yep. pop-up, which you didn't want, was getting people up and you were yep. moving them through your automations and getting sales. Absolutely. And I had my abandoned cart series set up as yeah. well. So again, <laughs> that was that I didn't have set up. I mean, God, again, embarrassed about that. Ah, don't be embarrassed. <laughs> absolutely amazing I mean the best part of the story I mean this is a it's a it's a great part of the story for sure that you were able to still have your salary and I'm sure the business wasn't particularly growing uh during that time but you were able to maintain which is amazing and and you know I'm sure that you are I know you're an advocate for people who have Lyme disease and and uh I'm I'm sure there are people that are going to listen and want to speak to you but you found a solution that worked for you. And what's amazing is that I've seen you progress since you came back and you like, you look like a million bucks. You are, you're the, the old Sam now. So you came back to a business that was still functioning and, and you've grown it like crazy in the last year. Absolutely. What, what happened to me thankfully, was I found a Lyme specialist in Poland who is one of the the top Lyme specialists in Europe. Because at the end of the day, if you haven't got your health, you haven't got anything. And that's what I've realised over the last couple of years. And we take it for granted. And when it's it's gone, um, you know, boy, do you know about it. Um, So I was very fortunate. I got in front of this Lyme specialist on Zoom because obviously COVID hit. So even though I couldn't get out of bed, I was willing to travel to Poland by car um, if I needed to. I was going to make that journey. But as it happened, um, this specialist was starting to do consultations over Zoom because of obviously the situation that we were in. And um, within three weeks of treatment, my brain switched back on. And I'll never forget this. This was in November 2020. And I was still lying in bed. I was, you know, complete. I'd been bed bound for 17 months. And I remember thinking, God, my my brain seems to be switching back on. And it'd do it for a few hours. And, you know, I'd I'd read something because I couldn't, I couldn't, I had visual disturbances. I couldn't even read. I couldn't even work off a laptop or anything. My visual disturbances started to go. Um, My chronic um, vertigo started to go. And I remember turning around to my partner, Robin, saying, God, my brain feels so much better. And I get tired quickly, but I was starting to function. And I thought, I think I'm coming back. And um, as I'd had three weeks, you know, three weeks after treatment, it just switched back on fully my brain. And literally, Susan, what I did was I got on the internet, I bought a laptop, it arrived the next day, my partner set it up. And I was working from my bed and I was doing 10, 12 hour days because it was like this moment it sounds crazy, but I felt like I'd been reborn, basically, and I just wanted to save my business. And that's what I did, 10, 12 hours straight a day. I was loving every minute of it. 
nobody knew I was bed bound. I was, you know, answering customers on Facebook, really interacting again. And um, it was just an incredible time. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to do a Black Friday event. (laughs) I am going to send out emails and do mini campaigns for this event and um and I'm gonna get this all on Facebook and I'm gonna promote it and it was like that was it I was back and it was incredible so good so good and I think really um your story is I mean your story is amazing in the fact of your you know that you persist you were so persistent that you were able to find a solution for your Lyme disease but the other part of the amazing story for those of us that are store owners is that how you were able to set up this system, like get yourself in a situation where you could literally be bed bound for 17 months and still have a business to come back to. And that's that foundation that, you know, we go along, go along, go along and think, okay, one day I'm going to do this, but right now I'm in the moment. So I'm just, I'm just going to work on this. And when I'm ready, I'll do those things. And this has been you as long as I've known you. You're always thinking about how do I prepare for the next step? And and because you did that, you actually had a business to come back to. So congratulations, my friend. Yeah, thank you so much. And so good. In, in that in that 12 months of, of coming back, um, the business grew by 55% and turned multi-six figure. So it was like I'd been away and the business was ticking over. But as soon as I came back, it was like a, a, a light switch had gone on and all my customers were here. And it was like I just picked up where I left off. And I am so grateful for the people that were around me that helped me and for the warehouse and, you know, all those automations that were in place because it, my business would not be here had I not done that. And I know the intention to do that was for me to have freedom. But when I look back now, I just can't believe right to the month before I was still outsourcing and automating. So, Sam, what would you say to somebody who hasn't had a health scare like you have? What are the like what are the things that they should really get in place? Like what is the most important thing? What saved your bacon? Okay, so basically, um, there are, I think there are five things that sort of really helped me with my business. The first thing was that I'd kept things really simple. So I'd not overcomplicated things and I had procedures in place. So when I couldn't function, someone was able to pick up the reins and run with it. So that was really important. It wasn't all in my head. I got it down on paper as well so people could easily pick it up. And um, the second thing is to have as many automations in place as possible. I mean, I, I have a business motto, which is organize, systemize, automate or delegate. And that's how I run my business, basically. <laughs> so I automate as much as possible. I'm on a, a WooCommerce store, so I use plugins. And I know with Shopify, it's apps. And for example, I also wholesale as well as retail And the wholesalers, they come onto the same website, they log in with their wholesale login, they have all their own prices, and and they pay for their order online, and it goes to the warehouse. I don't touch anything with regards to a wholesale order. That's a plugin that costs me $99 a year. You know, this is not expensive. And if I was to pay somebody to, to process wholesale orders, you know, it's just 
it's just so worth it automate as much as you possibly can and i think the next point is to run a tight ship so keep an eye on your costs and look at how you can save money and i still do that today it's really important you know that i look at that and um, because of that i think that's why my business survived because you were right the sales were the same level as they were in 2019 and 2020 but the costs were lower as well so that that helped you know keep everything going pay my salary and also leave profit in the bank as well and also outsource even when you don't feel ready that is a real key for for me take the emotion out of letting go of your baby and that that is hard but I think one thing that the health scare has done for me is take the emotion out of a lot of the decision making so that's really important and then finally build an amazing team around you so they can help yeah and um you know if it wasn't for my partner my dad Karina who helped me with all she just hit the ground running and she carried on um and she she just answered all the customer service queries relating to product questions. She was incredible. And um, and the warehouse were amazing too. Yeah. So that's, that's it. You've got to have a, a really good team around you that can yeah. support you. And really every single one of us should be thinking about doing these things, whether we have a health crisis or not. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it gives you the room to actually be the be the marketing expert inside of your business yeah because once you let go of those tasks that are the day-to-day running of the business then you can really look at I've always been a strategic thinker so I think that's why I've sort of set those processes up naturally so good but yeah yeah definitely you need to just be able to focus on the marketing side of the business and you really do that's where it all starts until you make a sale nothing happens and so our jobs even though it sometimes doesn't feel like it our number one job is to sell the product is to figure out a way to sell the product and of course automate as much as you can so listen I think two things I think that I'd love to know what's next for magnetics what what are you working on this year okay so um I'm working a lot on um the website and improving the website I mean it's it's pretty simple anyway in the sense of a customer can navigate really easily through it um which is important but it, you know it's about taking the website to the next level I always think that's a, it's good to refresh and drive driving traffic driving yeah. traffic is key and also working on organic as well because you know with everything that's happened with you know Facebook over the last 12 months yeah. It's still a good source of traffic to my business, but, you know, I have to look. We don't own that platform, and that's another thing as well. With email marketing, you know, you own your email list, and I think I really underestimated email marketing until I joined Reliable Revenue. And, you know, I was so grateful because when I came back to the Social Sales Girls, which was, you know, I popped my head back up around November 2020, I can't tell you how pleased I was when Reliable Revenue came around again in February um, 2021. It was like, oh, my word, I signed up. I think I was probably one of the first (laughs) to sign up. And and I knew that I was ready to carry on with where I'd left off. I really did. And, you know, I was frightened of email marketing as well. And I think that's something that 
you know we can all all feel you know um emailing once a week I was you know on the mini campaigns for example I was like oh I can't email my list once a week what what am I going to say and you can and I do and I've got so many you know I've got flows that are in place that are making you know the pop-up now that I've gone as I mentioned before I was very you know nervous about discounting but I I just offer a five percent off order yeah I can't tell you that we get a 12.5 percent um sign up and we get a 36 percent purchase conversion rate on that pop-up yeah you have one of the highest uh converting pop-ups I've ever seen it's it's just and that's just five percent that we offer as a you know as a bit of a token gesture yeah and it really works so I think for, for for me it's the website that we need to to look and make some improvements and it's building that email list it is so important because that's what we own yeah and you're really good at that like I, I noticed your posts in the group you yeah. have done like even this the past few months I feel like you've done a great job of not just uh, collecting the names that you get on your pop-up you are really good at you know every month setting yourself a goal for lead generation and actually reaching it which is why your bills are up 55 percent and my my customers and followers they love giveaways as well you know the perfect giveaway that generates a lot of leads for me so um and, and a lot of sales as well off the back of it i know some some convert you know straight at the end of the discount um period and others it just takes them a little bit longer but I do get a hell of a lot of conversions off the back of a giveaway so where can people see you where should we send them to see you okay so my website is magneticstherapy.com and I also have a Facebook page which is magnetics therapy and we're on Instagram as well I'm my audience is on Instagram but I, I don't do very much on Instagram at the moment but again that's magnetics therapy and from a personal point of view as well, with regards to Lyme, if anybody wants to yeah. you know, talk about that, because it it is always the elephant in the room. And um, if people, you know, want to know more about how to protect themselves from tick bites, I also have a Facebook page called Living With Lyme. So that's my my personal journey on how I've gone from, you know, 17 months bed bound to yeah. operating at about 85, 90%. So good. I'm sure there will be lots of people that want to catch up with you there or they might even know someone who wants to catch up with you there so thank you for that listen thank you so much it's always a pleasure to talk to you you are such a positive person and you're so darn smart I never want to miss an opportunity to talk to you so thank you for everything you shared today I think you're a huge inspiration oh thanks so much Susan for inviting me really appreciate it see you soon yeah take care bye Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at the Roadmap to 50K and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle. You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way. And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one with you. And we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices, because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help 
to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. We will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me and I will see you next week.